Welcome to the Vulnerable Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Almeida. Each week, we'll share the inspiring story of someone who has faced their share of vulnerability and been able to find success and fulfillment. We hope all our stories will help you find the strength within yourself to live the life you want and find success of your own. Lewis House said, It takes real courage to admit your fears, to face them, and to open up. This is episode 15 of the Vulnerable Podcast, another solo episode with your host, Brian Almeida. In this solo episode, I talk about everything from my podcast to my personal brand, as well as my personal life. My hope is that it will provide inspiration and insight to others who want to start a podcast, or anything for that matter. I was overthinking starting my podcast for almost a year, and now that I've started, I can't get enough of it. My personal brand is also something that I've been on the fence about for a while now but I'm finally ready to start releasing more information and content around it. But none of this compares to the best news I've ever received, which is, well, you'll have to listen to the episode to find out. Along with this great news came struggle, and I share very openly about it with the hope that I might be able to help others going through a similar journey. All I know is that it seems to me that all struggles can be used to propel us forward as long as we look for the lessons within them instead of letting them drag us down. If anything I shared impacted you or you would like to discuss it further, please reach out to me on any of my social handles below. Thank you for listening so far, and I hope these stories are impacting your life the way that they've impacted mine. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Vulnerable Podcast. Uh, Thank you for your patience over the last couple of weeks. Uh, As I mentioned in the last episode of 2019, I wasn't going to be releasing any episodes for the holiday season, but I'm glad that you're back to start listening again now. And as I promised, this is going to be a a solo episode where I'm going to give you guys some updates on my life, the podcast. Uh, There's one thing that I really wanted to talk about in my first solo episode, but it was a little too soon um, to share and and the subject was a little bit sensitive. Um, But again, we'll get into that in a few minutes. Like I said, at first, I just want to give you guys some updates on the podcast, uh, how the podcast has helped me find more alignment in my life and what I want to do with my personal brand moving forward that I, you know, talking about how I've began uh, starting to build out that personal brand. And I'll be sharing more about that on social soon. And then some, again, major news um, that I've been dying to share, to be honest with you guys. Um, But yeah, again, we'll get there. So to start, like I said, I want to talk about this whole experience of podcasting. I've got friends that are looking at starting podcasts and, you know, they've been asking questions and um, I don't know if any of my listeners are thinking about starting podcasts, but if you are, you know, hopefully this will help a bit. Hopefully this will give you some insight and some inspiration to get started. So, you know, as I mentioned, I believe in that first solo episode, um, starting the podcast was something that I had been thinking about, you know, for probably about halfway through 2018, I got the idea sparked inside my head, but then it took months and months of, you know, uh, how do I start a podcast? What's the format of my podcast? How am I going to get guests from my podcast? All these questions that were sort of stopping me from getting started. And then a good uh, conversation with a good friend, Sam Demma, who's also been a guest on the show, as well as some conversations with my wife got me started. Um, I just, you know, sort of realized from that conversation with Sam that there's a few key things that you need to get started with a podcast, Um, you know, obviously like a microphone (laughs) and hardware. Um, And then he gave me some information on on websites and tools and so on. I did a little bit of my own research. And then, like I said, with my wife sort of saying to me, just start, uh, which is something that I was talking about a lot in 2018. um, I, I just started. Uh, you know, and, and when it comes to, you know, things like the guests, which was another thing, like I said, that I was worried about, 
you know, it's funny because within the first week of deciding to start and reaching out to some people that I was friends with uh, through LinkedIn and people that I had met through, you know, social, uh, I had probably my first five or six interviews uh, booked and completed within the first week. And now I've got over 25 episodes pre-recorded and ready to be released. Uh, and I'm still, you know, finding more and more people each and every day, whether it's through social, whether it's through referrals. Um, the guest part isn't really as overwhelming and as difficult as one might think it would be. Uh, you know, if you if you have a good community built, even if it just starts with a few people, like I said, with the referrals and everything, it starts to grow. I've also been able to, you know, get the attention of people that you we would look at as like influencers, people with, you know, larger followings who have shown interest uh, in, in coming on the podcast and we'll hopefully hear from them sometime in the spring as, like I said, with a, a backlog like I have, it's going to be a few weeks um, and, and before we start getting into some of the um, later episodes. So, but again, it, it's just, it, it's one of those things where the amount of things that we can tell ourselves to not do something is incredible. And then when we get started, we realize, wow, this isn't as difficult as we once might, what we once might've thought. You know, like even when it comes to like editing and everything, I, I was like, I got onto GarageBand and, and I was like, oh, how am I going to do this? And how am I going to do that? Oh, this seems really difficult. And then you start to learn little by little. And now, you know, I've built a template. And for the most part, most episodes are just clicking and dragging audio files around and, and building an episode. Uh, some take a little more time because you actually have to edit, you know, sounds and things out. But it's not every episode that you have to do that. So again, you know... As much as I could tell myself, you know, this is going to be way too hard, or you could tell yourself this is going to be way too hard. It's just that thing of getting started that's going to teach you that it's not as difficult as you think. To share some stats on the podcast, haven't had, you know, a ton of listeners. I'm, I'm somewhere over 500 listeners, which to me is pretty good over uh, a three month, uh, uh, the three months that I've been, have the podcast going on. And I haven't really done, you know, a ton of promotion. It's something I got to get better at. But you know, just to have that sort of that little bit of traction is important because it's just showing me that this is the message that I'm trying to get out there with the podcast. The whole sharing stories of struggle leading to success is important to other people. One other thing that I found interesting when I was looking through some of the stats is the people that are listening. Uh, when I started it, I had an idea that it would probably be, uh, you know, people in their late 20s to, you know, late 30s, early 40s that would be listening to it. Now, I'm not too far off in terms of the age group, but the one thing that I was off about was that I thought the gender that would listen to it would more be female than male, and it's actually the other way around. So again, even you know these uh, um, assumptions that we might have can still be wrong. So so again, the whole point I'm trying to make here is like don't let yourself get caught up in the the thoughts and the assumptions and the and the, the all the bells and and all the bells and whistles and the little things that are stopping you from starting and just get started because you're going to learn as you go and you're you're going to figure things out you're going to have you know you're going to you're going to decide you know maybe I have to change up this question that I'm asking or something about the music whatever it might be that's all going to happen over time the the key here is to just start just get started with that first guest you know, maybe the first five guests, whatever you wanted, however you want to do it, whatever is comfortable for you. And if you have any questions, you know, I'm by no means an expert at this, but I'm definitely willing to talk to you, help you out, give you any advice that I can and, and see, you know, how I can help you get started on your own, if that's something that you're looking to do. Um, so yeah, you know, again, uh, if you're looking to do one, I would say get started as soon as possible. 
as I mentioned, the other thing that the podcast has done for me is it's allowed me to find more fulfillment in my own life and get more aligned with where I want to go with my life moving forward. So, you know, a big part of my personal brand uh, that I want to get into um, this year and hopefully be starting to, to run some workshops in the, in the spring, a big part of what I want to talk about is finding more fulfillment in your life. Um, what I've realized, uh, you know, through these episodes, through interviewing people and, and just learning more about myself and even just hearing other people's experiences is that a lot of us focus on, myself included, you know, things like our careers and the amount of money that we make, the size of our house, the things that we own, and the list goes on and on and on. What I've realized through talking to people who have, you know, been through that journey of struggle to success and fulfillment is that fulfillment comes more from the things that we find joy in. You know, for example, my podcast, I find a lot of joy in talking to people and learning more about their stories and being able to sort of, you know, pull lessons from their stories that I can then impact my listeners with, you know. Uh, so again, the, the whole experience is just helped me find a lot of alignment in terms of where I want to go moving forward with helping people and impacting people. I even have said in the podcast that my goal with the podcast is impact one listener per episode. Um, so no big, huge goals here, just something simple to start. And funny enough to, to actually talk about that whole impact part, you know, the, a couple of the people that I impacted immediately, which I would have never thought, um, were my mother and my aunt. Uh, and again, not that I, you know, I'm uh, not that, you know, that I didn't think that they would listen or something like that. But I just didn't imagine that the people that I would impact would be people that were so close to me. And it was a great feeling. And they've given me great feedback. And then I've had feedback from friends and other listeners. And again, you know, this is all I, I've only been doing this for two or three months. You know, this is not like I've been doing this for a year or two years. And I haven't been doing a ton of promotion and all that kind of stuff, which obviously I need to get better at over time. But the point is, is like, it's just, it's, it's helped me figure out a lot of things. It's helped me learn a lot more about myself, you know, and, and being able to, to find that alignment in my life is going to help me with, you know, everything that I want to do moving forward. Like I said, workshops, speaking, whatever it might be. And so again, it's, it's interesting how it all ties together. Um, so speaking a little bit about those workshops, uh, you know, one thing I worked on towards the end of last year was starting to build my personal brand out, starting to um, look at what I want to do in terms of speaking, in terms of, you know, putting myself out there some more on social again. Uh, and, and what I've really come down to is, again, that whole thing of how, how, how do we find more fulfillment in, in our lives? How do we get more joy in our lives? Uh, so I've created some worksheets that I'm going to share with you guys soon. You know, I've sort of got uh, four key pillars that I, I've discovered or, or not necessarily discovered, but that sort of showed up when I thought more about my life and my journey over the last couple of years. Those four pillars are, are things like looking within yourself, finding your inner child and and looking at things that you used to do for joy and starting to reintroduce them into your life. Uh, getting uncomfortable, you know, going outside of your comfort zone. Because what I've found is that the more that I do that, the more I grow as a person. You know, it's it's finding your circle, um, you know, the, the people that are going to be there for you to support you and help you throughout this journey. And, and then lastly, feeding your soul, um, which I found is very important, uh, which ha happens through things like meditation, gratitude practices, and so on. But but I'll get more into that as you know I release more information about it. And w w if anybody's looking to 
um, get more information or, or wants to talk to me more about it, reach out to me on social. And like I said, I'll be releasing some worksheets and some more information on that soon. So now we get to the part, uh, the biggest piece of news that I want to share with you guys, the thing that I'm most excited about, you know, uh, obviously the podcast is something that's exciting. My personal brand is something exciting, but this by far trumps everything that's happened over the last, uh, you know, 12 months, three months, however, whatever span of time we want to focus on. This is the most exciting news that I've had in a long time. If, if anything, I might even say my entire life. Um, and now to get to it, uh, that news is that in 2020, I'm going to become a father. Becoming a father, um, having a child, uh, that's something that I can remember being like a 17-year-old kid and already starting to think about when I got married to my wife about nine years ago. Um, you know, it's something that we've been trying uh, to make happen, which is really the, I guess, the subject that I really want to talk about, uh, which is the whole journey that we've been on to get to this point of having a child. Uh, so to start, I would say, um, you know, obviously when we got married, like most people, you know, you, you start wanting, you start trying to have a kid. Um, you know, the, you're, you're trying naturally and, you know, about five years ago we decided, okay, you know what, we've been trying for a while, let's go to a fertility clinic and let's just see, you know, make sure everything's okay and, you know, that there's nothing wrong and, and then make some decisions from there. Unfortunately, that first experience with the fertility clinic was not the greatest. Um, you know, they, they sort of pointed out things, uh, you know, uh, my weight might be an issue. Uh, the fact that I was in sales and sitting down a lot might be an issue. You know, they did test upon test upon test and they truthfully didn't find a whole lot wrong. Um, you know, my, my counts were a little bit low, but they weren't horrible. Uh, my wife's body, not really anything wrong there at all. And after months of, you know, going through testing, blood tests and this, that and everything else, um, they really didn't give us a clear defined answer as to what was going on. They just sort of said, well, what do you want to do next? Do you, do you want to go into, you know, IUI, IVF? And we were kind of like, well, why do we need to do that? Like you haven't, they didn't really give us any, like I said, clear answer or any sort of idea of why we would need to go towards these next steps. So we left that clinic pretty frustrated and deciding, okay, you know what, I guess we'll, we'll keep trying. Um, and you know, over those next five years leading up into 2019, you know, it was just, obviously we tried, but it was, there was a lot of uh, assumptions, I guess is the word, or, you know, like for me, it was, uh, you know, a lack of intimacy, which that was one of the things that I thought it was, um, that, you know, just between work schedules and, and everything else that was going on in our life that we just weren't finding the right time. And for my wife, one of the things that was going on in her mind was the fact that I smoked marijuana and was that causing a problem? But again, the people who should have been giving us more of the answers, the people who are experts in this in this sort of place, the, the fertility clinic, just really didn't give us anything to go on. So we just continued to sort of, in a way, argue about it and just sort of not really find any resolution to the to the problem. So again, you know, those five years went on and as you guys know from listening to that first solo episode, there's been other things, ups and downs in our relationship. Um, and, and yeah, and it just, it finally got to a point where we sort of sat down and had the conversation of, do we still want to have a kid? And if so, what are we willing to do? Now, at this point, um, you know, for me, I think I had gone through a lot more growth from that point five years ago. You know, at that point in time, I was 
angry. I was miserable in my life. And, you know, I just pointed fingers and at, at things like the fertility clinic and the doctor there and didn't really care too much about like what anybody had to say or, or, you know, even their feelings, to be honest. Like, I can't say that, you know, I, I thought that much about my wife's feelings about this whole thing um, back then either. So, you know, this time around, after we had the conversation, it was sort of my, 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 answer this time around was sort of I was I'm going to support you 110% whichever which way we have to go um you know I like I said I've wanted a child for a long time so it's not something that I ever stopped wanting um and like I said once we had that conversation it was like all right well let's let's figure things out then Let, let's go at this full force and figure out what we're going to have to do so we we decided to try a different fertility clinic and honest to God, the experience between one and the other was night and day. Um, you know, the first fertility clinic, like I said, not really any resolutions in in a sense, they didn't even do enough testing. If you ask me based on the second time around, um, the second fertility clinic was extremely thorough, did test upon test upon test to try and figure out what was going on. Now, this is the part that I want to talk about a lot more aside from this podcast uh, there might be some articles whether it's content whatever this is something I'm going to start talking about a lot more moving forward because I think it's a really important subject to talk about and that is this, the fact that um, male infertility is something that is not discussed and through all this testing and everything that we went through what we found out is that the issue with us having a kid was my ability to uh, produce sperm essentially i have uh, something called uh, primary testicular failure um, no idea what caused it you know i went through different specialists i went through the fertility clinic I, I did all these different things and there's really no answer at the end of the day it's it's essentially there's an imbalance of hormones in my body and my brain doesn't tell my testicles to produce enough and so essentially i just don't i, I can't basically produce enough uh, quality sperm to to have a child naturally this was something that I could have never imagined I I thought you know again like probably most men and most people think that and and again based on media and everything that we see they think that fertility is mostly a female issue um and and, and obviously being a guy there's that ego part of it too where you're just like you know I'm a man and you know uh you know I'm I'm good everything works and you know, there can't be anything wrong with me and so on and so forth. When, you know, 40%, which I just found this out today, funny enough, watching a documentary is that 40% of infertility is a male issue. Yet we don't look at it. We don't talk about it. We don't focus on it at all from what I've seen. And maybe as I'm, you know, continuing to go down this path and on this journey, I'll find out more. But it's something that we need to talk about. I mean, if I had have done these tests five years ago, then I would have been in a better place than I am now, potentially, because essentially how, how I've had it explained to me is that as I age, the the situation will get progressively worse to the point where eventually I may be completely uh, infertile, you know, and that's a scary thought. I mean, I can tell you the day that we found out that you know, that I wasn't going to be able to have a kid with my wife naturally was uh, uh, like devastating. Uh, my wife was in tears. I was in tears. You know, she broke down. I broke down in the car. I felt like, you know, I wasn't able to fulfill 
a part of our marriage, a part of being the, you know, the man um, in our marriage, I wasn't able to fill that. And I, and I felt horrible. I felt horrible for how I acted five years ago when we went to that first fertility clinic. I felt horrible for the fact that like there was nothing I could really do. Um, you know, they're just all these emotions. Like it, it just, it was a day that I will never forget because it, it scared the hell out of me because I didn't know how this was going to affect my marriage, how this was going to affect anything. Now, luckily the, the one, I, luckily is probably not the right word, but because we had done work on our marriage before this all happened, as I discussed in the first solo episode that I did, we were able to move forward. Now, moving forward, <laughs> again, another part that was definitely, definitely not easy and something that I will give praise to my wife to for the rest of our life. Um, we unfortunately had to go down the route of IVF. I don't know how many of my listeners know what IVF is. I don't know how many of them have experienced it, but if you haven't, it is, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, my wife had to inject herself you know, nightly with different, um, hormone drugs and things to get things in her body going. There was just a lot of work to get to the point of, of her being pregnant. It wasn't just like, you know, you, you go in one day and you come out the next, it's, it's a process and it takes, you know, a lot of energy. It takes, it just, it, everything you have in you, you have to put into it. Um, you know, and, and for her, like being a person who's afraid of needles, uh, you know, I can't imagine how she felt every night when she had to inject herself. And then as you get closer to the process of, you know, the, the baby being implanted, um, you know, you have to put multiple needles, you have to inject yourself with multiple needles. So again, the, the strength that my wife showed the, the, you know, just, I, again, the, the praise will never end because I can't imagine what it was like to go through on her end. And especially with the fact that it wasn't even her body that was causing the issues. It was me, you know, so I can't even do anything to help her. It's not like I can take the injections myself. It's not like I can, you know, uh, make it easier on her. Like she has to go through a lot more of an intrusive process than I do um, to have this child. And, but at the end of the day, like I said, it's, it's because of my body and, and something that is wrong with my body. And again, uh, like I said, we'll never know why. Uh, that's the, one of the parts that's still slightly frustrating, but at the end of the day, like at least I found out now. And again, this is why I want to talk about this on this episode because there's a lot of, I'm sure, I don't, well, I don't want to say there's a lot of men, but I'm sure many men probably don't think about the fact that there might be something wrong with, you know, their body and, and the way that it works and would never think about getting tested. You know, I mean, and, and the thing is too, like you can't even just find out by doing like a simple sperm test. You do a sperm test, they see your counts and they're like, oh, it's a little bit off. But then you, you know, I had to go through blood work. I even had to have like genetic testing done to make sure that like, this isn't something that I'm going to pass on if we have a son. Like I'm telling you guys, like this process, if I really get into it, which I will probably through an article and like I said, through future content, it's, it's, it was crazy. It was just, it, it was the hardest thing I've probably ever done in my life. Um, and I'm sure I could say the same for my wife, but I won't put words in her mouth, but it definitely was not easy. Uh, but the end result is something to celebrate for sure. 110%. But what I would encourage more men to do is, is just look into this, you know, start talking about it, you know, go to your doctor because the last thing I'd want to see is, you know, your 
uh, a 20 something year old man, um, like I was when we started this process and, you know, you're just thinking, well, you know, it's this, that, or something else, right. You're, you're assuming that, you know, it, it, it's not any problem with, you know, your body or the way your body works. You're assuming it's 20 other things. And if I had have again been able to find out five years ago, maybe we still would have had a chance of natural birth. Maybe we would have been able to go with a more affordable option like something like IUI because again, IVF, again, if you don't know anything about it, not only is it intrusive, but it's extremely expensive. And so again, if, if I had have sort of not been so, had so much of an ego and not been like fighting things so much, I may have been able to have a different experience. And so I'm, I'm hoping that by sharing this, um, as I share it today in this podcast, and as I share it in the future, that it's going to encourage a lot more guys to start looking into these things. Because again, the last thing I would want is, you know, maybe wait another couple of years that like, you know, for me, for me and my wife, we might have waited another two or three years. And then I might have not had, I might have been completely like infertile. And it's happened to other people. And, and like, so, again, it's just this encouragement to get out there and, and do these checks and just just for your own peace of mind so that if you are thinking about having children maybe not today maybe not tomorrow and maybe not for another five years but if you are thinking about it I don't want you to get to the point where you're ready and then it can't happen because of something that you could have learned about years before at the end of the day this whole journey is just another example of you know sort of the whole idea behind my podcast that I that the whole thing of struggle leading to success this process was a struggle it was it it took an emotional toll on both of us a physical toll It, it, it basically just took everything that we had in our relationship and in each other to get to this point you know, and, and obviously there's still, uh, you know, more to this journey. My wife's three months pregnant right now, which means we've still got another six months to go through before we actually have our child and knock on wood, everything goes well from here on out. But again, it's, you know, th- there is so much strength to be found in the struggle. Like this whole process has strengthened our relationship tenfold. You know, we already had a good relationship, even after, you know, we've had those up and downs over the last couple of years, our relationship was much stronger at this point. And now it's just another level stronger because we've gone through an experience that, you know, fortunately, not everybody has to go through. But those that do, I hope, you know, if you're listening to this, and you have to go through this or something like this, the one thing you take from it is is how much it's going to strengthen your relationship and how much it's going to also give you an appreciation for, you know, the fact that, you can have a child, even though it might take these, these, you know, intrusive and crazy processes, like because of technology and because of where we've gone in the world with science and everything like that, there's still that ability. And, and that's one thing we're both grateful for, because again, if we had to wait another couple of years, or if these technologies didn't exist, we might not be able to have a kid, or at least not between the two of us, we might have had to, you know, go with a donor or something like that. And at the end of the day, I think that any married couple would hope that a child is made of the two of them, right. And and so, you know, just, I just really hope that by sharing this with people, my listeners, and hopefully my listeners will share it with others is that, you know, we'll sort of take the stigma out of this whole infertility thing and and start you know opening up a bit more and, and and starting to learn more about ourselves and our bodies and and making sure that we can you know be a little bit you know more knowledgeable so that we don't end up all in the same scenario because the other thing that I found out you know just to sort of uh, on a side note through that documentary that I was talking about earlier is that since about I think it was the 1950s or so 
you know, men's, uh, you know, sperm counts have gone from like 100 million down to like 47 million. And they're not increasing, they're actually continuing to decrease. So this is something that we're probably going to see come up more and more as time goes on. And they have an idea of what some of the causes are. But unfortunately, like I said, even with my case, like, you know, they, they looked at all these tests, and they said, you know, like, most men or, or some men with with my situation, you know, they they show other things like, you know, no facial hair, or they're not, you know, uh, tall or big build, because part of what is uh, part of what causes this issue in my body is uh, low levels of um, testosterone, uh, which I don't show any signs of because I have a full beard. I'm, you know, six feet tall. I'm a pretty built guy. You know, so again, it's it's one of those things where we may never know, but at least if we can do the research, if we can, you know, do the test, then we can avoid, you know, maybe getting to the point where I or where we had to get to, to to have a child. So again, guys, this um, you know, this hasn't been an easy one. I'm not gonna lie. It might, I I probably don't sound too emotional or whatever, but at the end of the day, like I'm putting it out there. You know, like this is this is not something that. Um, I ever thought I would have to experience. This is not something that I'd ever thought I'd have to share, but I, I'm happy that I am because again, if I can help just one other couple uh, get get to the get to the point of of having a child, um, whether it's through the process that we had to go through or avoiding it because they go and do the test, then then I'm a happy guy um, because as much as I would have not liked to go through this process. At the end of the day, I found out something that is going to help me moving forward, you know, when we go to have a second child and so on and so forth. Like, there's so much learning I've done about myself, uh, you know, even talking about the ego and and how I have to learn not to let that take control because that's part of what I would say delayed this process from happening sooner. You know, at 33, I would have hoped to have a couple of children by now, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to complain. You know, I, I, I'm going to have, you know, my first and then hopefully a second in a couple of years. And I think that'll be about enough for me. <laughs> but but at the end of the day, you know, it's it, I'm here now and, and I'm glad that I got here. And however I can help others get there, I want to do that in any which way that I can. So, you know, if you're a guy that, you know, doesn't feel comfortable talking about this, uh, you know, maybe with family or even with your, your spouse or whatever, you know, reach out. I have no problem having a conversation with you about it. If you're a couple, you want to have a conversation, reach out. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure I don't want to, again, put words in my wife's mouth, but I'm sure that if somebody had questions that she might be able to help answer that she'd be happy to answer them because, you know, again, it, this is not something that you'd wish upon anybody, but at the same time, like it can get easier in a sense when you know that other people have gone through it. One thing that I've realized over the last couple of years is the more that we're able to relate to each other, the more that we're able to share our stories and everything, the easier things get because you realize you're not alone. Uh, and, and I know, you know, I'm not going to name names or anything like that, but I've seen people around me and, I, and that are going through similar processes. So I know I'm not alone. Um, and with the support of my wife and even our family, you know, who has known from very early on in the process, um, you know, the, the support we've got from them has been enormous, you know, just making sure that, you know, my wife's okay and, and that, you know, she's resting and all that kind of stuff. And so again, it's, it's just, I'm just happy <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm just happy that as, as much as the process was hard to get here, that we've gotten here and, and that I'm going to be able to. Uh, you know, with all everything else going well and everything that in, in June of, of 2020 or early July, because we never really know when it's going to happen. Um, but I hope at that point, I'm going to be able to come on and tell you guys, 
you know, we've had a little baby boy or girl, which we'll find out then because we're not going to find out before. But again, not to get into that too much. But again, the whole point is that hopefully I'll have some more good news to announce in a few months. So that's it for this episode, this solo episode. Um, you know, these are, I actually enjoy doing these. So hopefully I'll do more of them to give you guys more updates as time goes on and things change and my life changes and, and things come into my life or whatever the case is that I, that I feel need to be shared. So um, I hope this, this has helped somebody. I hope that, you know, um, at the end of the day that we, we, like I said, we're able to, you know, encourage more men to look into this. We're able to take some of the stigma out of the whole, the subject of fertility and, um, yeah, uh, hopefully you, you guys enjoyed it. So, uh, next week we'll get back to regular programming and, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening guys. Thanks for the support that you've given me. And uh, if you have any questions or if you ever want to talk, you know, like I've said multiple times in this episode, and as I say, you know, at the outro of every episode, my social handles are there. Reach out. I'm always open to have a conversation. Take care, guys. Thank you for listening to the Vulnerable Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps get the word out and means more than you know. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at vulnerable.podcast or on Facebook and LinkedIn by searching Vulnerable Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at the B-E-L-M-E-D-A, that's the B-E-A-L-M-E-I-D-A, or by searching my name on Facebook and LinkedIn. If you know anyone with a great story of going from struggle to success, please let me know as I would love to interview them for the show. I appreciate you taking the time to listen and see you next week.